Well, hello there, that kind of nerd fans. Welcome to episode 26. Uh, we're glad to have you on board. We're going to have a pretty darn good discussion today. Uh, things are going to get a little heated, so if you're ready for a debate, you've come to the right place. But uh, before we go on further, we kind of just want to we kind of just want to talk a little bit. Actually, coming up on uh, in a few weeks, we're actually going to have uh, author and nerd extraordinaire John Negroni, uh, author of the Pixar Theory. You guys remember we talked about the Pixar Theory. Uh, he wrote a blog post about it in uh, 2013, connecting all of the Disney Pixar films. Well, the goodness is this. There's a book for it as well. So what you can do is go to johnnegroni.com uh, and you can actually order uh, the book, The Pixar Theory. Uh, he's actually going to come on the podcast and it's basically, uh, to kind of cliff note it, a story that connects every Pixar production since Toy Story. They're all connected in some way. Uh, we're going to ask him his thoughts too uh, as to how Inside Out and maybe uh, how he thinks a good dinosaur could possibly do it. But uh, we want you to kind of give him some support. Uh, we think it's definitely worth your time. So why don't you own this thing on either a digital format or if you're old fashioned like I know Josh is, you want a paper book. So uh, all you have to do is go to slimbooks.com slash Pixar Theory. That's slimbooks.com slash Pixar Theory and pick up your copy of John Negroni's The Pixar Theory. Uh, if you do it digitally, it is only $7. If you want actual pieces of paper, it's a buck more. And they do international shipping. So for those of you who are not in the States, and we appreciate you listening to that kind of podcast, uh, $12 for international shipping. Uh, we're excited to have him on the podcast in just a few weeks. So again, go to slimbooks.com slash The Pixar Theory or also just check out John website johnnegroni.com link in the show notes as well we're excited to have him on in just a few weeks and we hope you're excited for episode 26 let the show begin welcome a wonderful way to start the episode so glad yes welcome so glad you're here (laughs) so the internet was uh generous to us this this week uh and kind of gave us some glorious nuggets of nerdum uh, for us to absorb. So I kind of want to start off with, with some, some topics that uh, we're kind of going to hit kind of rapid fire. The first thing is this, that Marvel has announced that it is going to make a sitcom uh, for ABC. Uh, and this is going to be focused around uh, the damage control, uh, which if, if you haven't heard, it's basically a group of people that clean up the mess after the superheroes leave. You know, we made the jokes about that when Tony Stark bought the tower in Age of Ultron only to demolish it so that way he can send, uh, you know, Stark relief on people in. But what happens after someone rages all through Times Square? What happens when someone comes through a small town and messes it up? S.H.I.E.L.D. ain't there to do it all. Somebody goes Superman all over a town. Uh, right. <laughs> uh, what do you do? You call damage control. Uh, and, and It's funny because um, they... <laughs> They announced DC announced that show as well. We're going to follow a bunch of insurance investigators around, and everybody's like, "That's just the concept of an old comic book from Marvel called Damage Control." And then Marvel was like, "Hey, don't we have a comic book already that does that? <laughs> yeah, let's make a show about that." Not to be outdone by DC. They'll never be outdone by DC. Not yet. Not that I've seen. Well, maybe on the telly. Eh, how many people are watching? How many people are watching Agents of Shield right now? I don't know. I don't get those numbers. Do you? Uh, I did, but do I you think they them. can get? Can they get like uh, who's the guy that played Bumper on Pitch Perfect? Can they get him? 
to be in the show. Oh, the guy from Workaholics. He's on Adam like a Devine. million things right now. He's on Modern Family, which also is on yeah, ABC. Yeah, but he should he should be on this. He should be on this. I remember watching this uh, for one of the the ultimate. I think one of the Spider Man uh, comic. Wow, Spider Man shows on uh, Disney Channel that Brian hates. Was the one that he hate Brian? You hate one of the Disney. So the ultimate, ultimate Spider-Man? Spider-Man, ultimate Spider-Man, they had to like go team up with damage control after they made a mess of the city. And uh, it was funny. It was cool to see what they were doing. Now, I, do, I mean, do we know a whole lot about this? Do we know who's at the helm? Uh, we know nothing. The three paragraphs, the three know. paragraphs that you sent me. Oh, I'm sorry. Ben, Ben Carlin, yeah. uh, who is one of the uh, producers of The Daily Show, uh, The Daily Show with Jon Stewart, that was. Uh, he's going to be at the helm of this. So, I mean, that's a guy who gets comedy and gets that, you know, just following people cleaning a mess isn't going to be there, that there needs to be something else to it. And uh, who knows, maybe they'll kind of tie damage control in with current events and, and stuff that's happening and kind of, you know, accuse superheroes of causing problems. I thought that was interesting. Just Marvel coming it's, to the no, TV. I'm excited. It's going to have to be incredibly funny, like twice as funny as Men at Work with Charlie Sheen and Emilio Estevez. At least twice that funny. <laughs> That's a great movie. So the CJ's never. No, CJ's I've seen those. Seen I've seen those two because know. they work CJ's at the. No, 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 They're trash truck workers, and it's the first time that you get to see them as brothers together on screen. I, I've seen it. You, uh, I, I, nah, I think you've seen the preview. For <laughs> I, have I, I think you just IMDb'd that yeah, shit. I did not seen, IMDb yeah. it. I did not IMDb it at all. You're quite okay. But uh, uh, no, why you're, are you showing no, you're, something you're, like you didn't just IMDb it? Your MK I, Ultra status is preserved, CJ. Josh is upset quite because well. I've never seen Point quite Break, well. and you've I've, never seen Point Break. I haven't. I'm sorry. That's a problem. It's a huge problem. That's what I'm going to be doing this weekend. Yeah. Oh, hold on. Wait. Finding I have a small. Break. I have a small correction to make. A small amendum uh, to to the podcast that we did with uh, the movies coming out for October. Uh, Steve Jobs was actually pushed back a week. All sorts of stuff got changed. Legendary got pushed back to November. And things got all screwed up. So for anyone who is, you know, totally listening to that episode and is like, you know, like, by the way, Steve Jobs is coming out next week. Yes, we know. Uh, so it, it got pushed back. So I was very disappointed. We got the word and then CJ cried in the fetal position. At I was so going not, to... Not- not tonight. I was going to go the see the 23rd. It's 2 weeks from now actually. 2 weeks. Oh, Jesus. Dude. I was supposed to go yeah, see it this this weekend. I was supposed to go see it tomorrow the 10th. And I I like called a couple movie theaters like, "Hey, well, I haven't seen it listed." It looks like you'll be seeing Pan. Uh, no, I'm going to go see Black Mass. Dude, he's been <laughs> oh, that he's was been great. he's been dumping all over Pan. And so the has time. the internet. Okay? So has the internet. Well, I don't like you Rotten, or the peasants Rotten Tomatoes the and a couple other websites have said that that is also garbage. So enjoy that. I will enjoy. So let's talk about something that may or may not be garbage movie related. Uh and that's Warner Brothers plans to do a uh, Booster Gold and uh, the Beetle, the Blue Beetle film. Uh, so these are some, you know, characters that we may or may not get in the CW's Flash and Arrow. Is it confirmed no, you now? I mean, what's that? Is it confirmed now? I mean, it's still rumor. It's still, oh, hey, we might do this type of thing. And, and as, far, as far as, you know, references to in Flash and Arrow, I mean, the the closest you've gotten is uh, they reference Cord Industries a couple times, which Ted Cord is, is the Blue Beetle. Um, but that's about it. I, I hope it goes through. I think that would be a fantastic, uh, movie. I'm a huge fan of blue, uh, booster gold. Um, but that's, that's just me. And again, we don't know a whole lot about it, unfortunately, other than that 
but those characters. But are the awesome. tone that we would know from from these characters that it kind of is like a buddy cop movie. It's, it's yeah. this is going to be a very different tone than anything right now that DC is doing. It's very light and kind of Ant Manish. You know, I would say kind of if anything, if you had to compare it to another movie, you can't say that. That is the movie that shall not be named around Josh. They're they're gonna. This leads us to the next part. That they're making a sequel to. Anna. I know Josh, it's I can't so exciting. Believe they're making a sequel to that piece of crap. They are making a sequel. It's called Ant Man and the Wasp, which means Evangeline Lilly is gonna come back and kick ass as the Wasp. And I am super excited. Hey, we lost eight million on the last one. Let's do it again. They didn't lose a dime on the last one after all was said and done, and the the DVD and Blu-ray uh, purchases haven't even gone through yet. Opening weekend, they lost eight million dollars on the movie. So, and I, opening, I get it's not opening weekend. But most that's it. Look, opening that, weekend. Come on, man, that's not good. It's not good either. But it's not, not good. a loss. Not a loss. Uh, it was still a good movie. I consider it a we're, loss. We're going to talk about it because this announcement did change some other things. But we're going to talk about that in a minute because this is something I'm actually really excited for. HBO thinks that you guys, yeah, you listener, would watch a Watchmen TV show. And it's talking to Zack Snyder about it. Who watches The Watchmen? Uh, apparently, I, anyone I with an HBO subscription will be watching The Watchmen. Um, this is yeah, that's true. This is really cool because two things. Number one is uh, Zack Snyder knows The Watchmen uh, better than than any filmmaker in the world right now. I don't think there's anybody else I would trust to to pilot that kind of program. And then no one else could bring it to any screen besides HBO. I mean, if you're going to take it to the TV. Uh, you know, that's the kind of person that you want at the helm. You want to make sure that you've got people who can let the vulgarity, the violence, and all the crazy shit happen. And HBO hasn't held back on anything that's done. And as long as it's better than True Detective Season 2, we're all good. Would you guys watch a Watchmen TV show? Yep. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm a li- I was a little worried about it at first because I really enjoyed the movie and I thought the movie was fantastic. But Well, the movie was if amazing. If Zack Snyder... Yeah, if but if it's Zack Snyder and and he wants to do it and he wants to do it like more like the book or different and wants to explore I, different you, things, you can't get, get a whole lot more like the book than the movie was, except for the oh, you know, except for the end. You know what but, I mean? Well, you had to change that book. I mean, that movie to to not be as rooted into you know the the comic book story you know, offshoot storyline, so you yeah, can have a giant the movie squid. Was, the movie was all panels. It yeah. was all the same panels. You know. Yeah. It, yeah, it was great. And there's such a great cast of characters in that story that HBO would have a field day with. Could you imagine the people they could get to play these roles? Right. That's and that's the cool part. And we're talking, you know, about the golden age of television and I mean, there's no better project of bearing some amazing people into that. Now, the thing is this, they we're not 100% sure where we're going to get the storyline from there were some prequel comic books released by DC in 2012 called Before, Before Watchmen. Watchmen, so it it could be that. So we could basically kind of go pre Watchmen and then maybe go into uh, Watchmen territory. Honestly, if you're gonna do it, you got to do the main story. You got to do the main main twelve issues first, and then you can go back and do Before Watchmen and offshoots and all this other stuff. But you can't you can't do that series starting at the beginning and then moving forward that it just doesn't why, it doesn't work why not you don't think yeah. the because there's so many people that only consider those 12 issues that's the watchman nothing else outside of that exists and if you don't at least pay service to that first you're going to lose a lot of no, no, no. H- hbo hbo watchers aren't true believers man 
They don't care. Ooh, no, it, no, 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 no. I, I will point to Game of Thrones as Josh's defense there because Josh stopped gonna, watching <laughs> Game of Thrones because it wasn't like yeah. the book. Uh, right, because right. I, I I read the book, so I get it, and I I, I had to cut it off. I, I went two seasons without watching an episode. There's something that draws you in though about the way HBO does a show. That I mean, even I went back to Game of Thrones, and I I mean I complain about it a lot, but at the end of the day, it's a great show. It really is a great show. And there's, you can do anything you want. Obviously they're not going to take a whole lot of liberties with it. Uh, you know, but the way CJ's talking about it, if they start from the beginning, they'd have to stick more closely to the story than they ever have before. Exactly. Yeah. But my only other thing is there's not a whole lot fleshed out in the beginning. The only thing you know about the beginnings, the flashbacks you have in the 12 issue Watchmen series mm-hmm. and the before Watchmen series is just, hey, here's a two issue series of about this character. Here's a two issue series about Comedian. But here's a two issue series about Rorschach. And I, I, I didn't read them all, but it's not completely fleshed out. Don't you think it that if HBO is going to grab it, they, they just grab DC and say, hey, before we like start filming, casting and developing this Release the com- release these comics to flesh out the story. Work with our writers. Our our writers will work with you. Let's flesh out these characters so we have some huge source material to to go forward with. I mean, if anyone, I can don't get, think they would do that at all. If you can get George R R Martin to write a book faster, and you know the work <laughs> ethic of that guy, you can get DC to to write a comic book with you. Here's the. All right. There's something crazy, and I'm just I'm I'm thinking about this. It's just blowing my brain up. HBO does a lot of things for a lot of people, and there's one guy that keeps popping up in these series that always blows me away. What if they could get Michael K. Williams? uh, I mean, he played Omar Little in The Wire. He was Chalky White in Boardwalk Empire. What if they get get him to play Rorschach, to reprise Rorschach? Oh, that would be sick. That would be great. I don't know who that is. I'm, I'm, I'm not sure. Hang on. Did you not watch Michael The K- Wire? Or I've never seen The Wire. Boardwalk Empire? Boardwalk I've Empire. I've never seen Boardwalk oh! Empire. Oh! That was in unison. That was good. Dude. Come on. I don't know. One of the great... If at the end he can just find some goddamn Cheerios, I'm cool, I'm cool with that. He is... He is, he is... When you watch these HBO series, he is the best character actor they've got. Mm-hmm. I swear to God. He knows how to become a, a very... He does. He does the same thing that you that Rorschach is. He's a right. dark person, like a dark character. He's visceral. He's a, he really grabs you, and he's frightening, and he's not afraid to be, you know, bold. But at the same time, you just adore him. You fall in love with. Him. There's something about him that just draws people to him as an actor. I mean, just just that. I mean, the characters that they give him are even you know better too. But he can take someone who you're supposed to despise, hate, and even people that you should fear and turns them into the people that you watch the closest, hoping the best for them. And you're not supposed to do that with the characters the way that they're written. And you see, you're right. Did you see great. Robocop, Brian? The remake? Yeah. No. I don't. I Why don't would I watch that? Like, I've seen the original Robocop. I'm just Robocop. trying to give you like a frame of reference for who this dude is. Doesn't matter. Um, Listen, it's, listen if they I, do I, this, it's going to be awesome. I feel you. They can put in the world's greatest actor in those roles, whatever. But my point is, to CJ's point, the the idea of partnering up with the person who created these is never going to happen. And it could overall hurt that series because 
The creator of those characters in that series is Alan Moore, who doesn't write for anybody anymore. He's a hermit, and he hates everything that DC has done with his properties, including Watchmen, which is probably the closest to any of his properties that they've ever gotten, and V for Vendetta, which is exactly like the comic book. He has a huge problem with adapting his stuff. They're never going to be able to have that partnership with them. They'll have a partnership with a bunch of random DC writers who think they know the characters, but that's it. Right, but I mean, at the same point, it's just like George Lucas, you know, and and Disney. You can't compare George Lucas to Alan Moore. Completely two different animals. No, but in the sense that, like, even though he's not happy with some of the way the intellectual property is done, it's still been a commercial success. The fans have still liked it, uh, with the exception of you guys right now with the, the new Star Wars film coming out. It's it's. Well, nobody says we don't like it. I'm, I'm just I'm just yeah. poking the bear. Just calm down. Seriously, um, I, I I listen. I don't see why you couldn't get someone just to flesh it out with you. And and Brian, you know as well as I do, just because you know writers at DC didn't create the characters doesn't mean that they don't know the characters well enough that they could make it a source material, make it canon. Yeah, and I, I think I think uh, you're holding this one a little bit closer to the heart than you need to. I don't I don't think. If there's someone's hands that you want it in, you want it it's in HBO. H- it's HBO or Netflix. You want it in one of those two, but I mean, let's be sure, honest. I get but- it. Hey, listen, I'm not. I'm not shitting all over it just yet. I'm just saying, I'm worried. Just a little worried. That's it. We'll see. We shall see. He's 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 not even cautiously optimistic. He's just cautious. No, that that's how I live my life. <laughs> living on the edge sleeping with one eye open. <laughs> Exactly. Always with the finding cats. the cat. The <laughs> cats are trying to kill me. I walked in here. They're sitting on my windowsill. Like tonight, we will murder you. Well, it sounds like great. I'm gonna lock right. my door they're, three times. They're, in 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 all in all in all truth, they're sitting there like, oh look, it's the human again. <laughs> bring me trinkets, peasant. <laughs> I don't bring those cats trinkets. They don't control me. It, in their defense, they are upset okay. that the cat to male ratio is very low. Just just in case anyone was forgetting, by the way, the cat to male ratio in Brian's apartment is is extremely low. So, you know, I can't. It's no fault of the cats. They just want to be the dominant figure again. Yeah. True. So let's move on to some some more rumor stuff. And this is actually pretty awesome. So uh, Scorsese is teaming up with De Niro, Pacino, and Pesci for a mob movie. Uh, It's called I Heard You Paint Houses. It is based off a book called I Heard You Paint Houses, the story of the biggest mob hit in history. And it's basically the story about a man who claims that he uh, killed Jimmy Hoffa and Joe Gallo. Uh, and it's basically going to follow these, I mean, legendary actors, especially when it comes to, you know, mob films, uh, you know, Casino, The Godfather and Goodfellas. Uh, Goodfellas, thank you. Uh, just amazing movies and putting Scorsese on top of it in charge of them. I mean, holy shit. Like, this is the pairing I think we've wanted forever. And I think now, too, you know, even though they're a little older, their acting talent has just gone off the charts. And I think yeah, it's going to be like amazing. It's the first time they've been paired up in a movie. And I mean, you're forgetting Not, all about. Go ahead. You're forgetting about Heat. Yeah, no, Heat was was great, right? But Heat's like, amazing, but there's one scene with the two of them on the screen. That's, that's it. it. It's still the, rest it's still of the, the both of them in the movie. Right, but, great movie, but no, but, put those two actors in the same room together, share a scene, and watch them well, act they off had each that, other. They had that whole uh, crime drama, too. With uh, oh, Righteous Kill. That's yeah, true. Righteous they kill. did have Righteous they did Kill. They did the whole movie together. I, I completely forgot about a Righteous Kill. Yeah. Eat your words, dick. 
Well, was was Pesci there? Was Pesci there? No, he wasn't. Anyway, so uh, does, is this not? A, I mean, does the storyline sound exciting to you guys? Do I mean, do you care at all that? Of course, it's Scorsese. It's Scorsese. Well, it's you guys were like, oh yeah, we'll do it. Already... No, the impression you gave was uh, already done. It. Who cares? It's look. It's going to be an instant classic. It, it's uh, that's what happens when guys like Scorsese or Tarantino make a film. It's instantly classic. It's always good. Word. That's all I have to contribute. Thanks so much. It's Scorsese. Okay. The man pisses. Gold. I really thought he I would does. get. I thought I'd get more of a reaction and very let down by your. The man literally <laughs> can film Robert Downey Jr. eating a burrito for three hours, and it would be amazing. <laughs> and then you'd find out the burrito is really not a burrito, and it's a euphemism for consumerism, and you're like blown away. And you know what? Leonardo DiCaprio will somehow be in the movie, get the nomination for the Oscar, and still not win. He, he will not win, no. If it's any consolation, Leonardo DiCaprio, you should have won like 10 times over by now. I give you the That Kind of Nerd Award. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> that means <laughs> he nothing. He may have it. It means nothing to him and his crazy beard that he's rocking right now. Nah, you don't know that. He may, he may treasure it. He may hide it in that crazy beard he's got rocking right now. <laughs> there you go. And carry it with him always. Mm. Okay, so let's, let's talk about our last bit of uh, rumor movie uh, you know, stuff here. Uh, there is a Twitter account that was made to help promote uh, Batman versus Superman, uh, in which it was uh, based off of LexCore. And uh, this tweet referenced a fake article in Fortune magazine about a profile happening on LexCore, to which uh, Jesse Eisenberg's Lex Luthor, Lex Luthor character uh, confirmed that he is not the quote-unquote original Lex Luthor uh, he is not the creator of LexCore. And Brian rolls his eyes as I said, for shame, he is not technically Lex Luthor. Correct me if I'm wrong, sir. But he's not playing the character that everyone thought he was going to be playing. I, that, I, I don't. Okay, read the exact tweet that he tweeted, because that's not what it is. Uh, it's pretty it, disturbing. At Brian, Fortune Magazine, it. looking forward to reading the hashtag LexCorp. Father would be proud. Yep. Yeah, but but that's all he says. His father would be proud. It, uh, right? No, no. Just just answer the question. Right. That's all he says. Yes. So his father could be James Martin Luther John Core. It, it also Luther. says he, something about replying to a fictional Fortune magazine article confirming he's actually the son of Lex Luthor, who died in two thousand. That's correct. Yes. That is fine. His name is what. His name Alexander? is Lex Luthor. Yeah, Al- Alexander. Yeah. Okay, so Alexander Jr. Short for Lex Luthor. He's Junior. Alexander. Okay, so he's Junior. Uh, Joseph Luther Junior. I'm I'm with you. He will be. You know, he will be Lex Luthor. We get it, right? I just I do. I I think I was hoping for an origin story, and I'm not getting it. it it's not integral to the story that he founds LexCorp. You're right. That, it's it's absolutely not. It's not. It, there's there's not. Look, I don't question the the casting, the 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 direction. None of that. I'm just saying that having built up all these expectations and having seen in the trailers sort of how, you know, kind of crazy detached he is from, you know, reality uh, and how driven he appears to be. I was kind of hoping he would be the, you know, Gene Hackman, duplicitous, nefarious. So. So so let me let me read the the glimpse here from from the article that it got it's from Polygon. It says the LexCorp quote unquote sponsored article uh, defines the new heir as a 31 year old wonder kid 
uh, who managed to build up his father's aging corporation it's and Wunderkind. turn it into a. Uh, <laughs> you have to say it, Wunderkind. Be- because it's Oktoberfest. That's, you have that's to what say it is. It the right way. And turned it into a Fortune 500 company, um, which basically some people call it a superhuman feat. Uh, as the article goes on, it basically portrays that Eisenberg is going to be playing a more convincing version of his uh, Mark Zuckerberg portrayal than than he did in the Social Network. So it kind of also set a little bit of a tone of what kind of character this Lex Luthor is going to be. Yeah, yeah. a douche. Uh, Great. Well, I, mean, I don't. I don't think so. I don't think he's going to be a douche at all, man. I, I I think he's he's going to be a genius. Yeah, you know, a, and in the same in the same way that Gene Hackman's character was, except. You know, probably a bit less cartoony, a bit less um, just as diabolical, but he's not going to I don't think he's going to profess it. Well, you know? the, the other thing, too, is, you know, if he raised this as a tech company, went from, a you know, a, a, you know, a OK company to a big tech company. Are we going to see like some some hacking or some advanced weaponry coming from LexCore? Are we going to see think him? You're going to see a bunch of stuff, probably well, including like. Teases the Brainiac and like Cyborg Superman. That's that's what like I'm that. saying right there. If we got a you know, and a I'm ge- okay with that. If we got a jeans wearing genius and 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 he he likes to hack things. We're also talking about Batman wearing a mechanized suit. You know what stops him from you know what's the turning point of the movie? You know does does Lex Corp try to you know kill Batman after he tries to kill Superman? You know try to kill them both. And then doesn't this the Brian? Doesn't this doesn't this pivot us perfectly into Justice League? Like doesn't this enhance that story? Yeah, if it's not if I'm saying if it's not the same old Lex Luthor, if it's this new modernized, doesn't it enhance what's to come? Absolutely. Depending on what they make the Justice League story, if they make the Justice League story uh, like the Omax or even Brainiac, that would work perfectly with setting up some some stuff in this movie to do that. Yeah. Um, No, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Well, you got got, got Marvel doing a lot of the. Marvel doing a lot of the we're all teaming up against a supreme villain is how, you know, how it's looking where DC is taking the opposite approach is we've got a team and they've got a team and we've got to beat them. And I, I really like that story. I've always liked that DC has had a bunch of villains, not just, you know, there's not always just one super villain. Right. Yeah. I mean, again, I, I agree with you. Although rumor is that uh, Thanos won't be alone in the Ultimate Avengers movie that's coming out. Right, rumor is that rumor is we, that he'll have Loki and a couple other people in tow. Well, I thought the speculation was that it would end up not being Thanos at all; that he would eventually have to team up with the Avengers to a greater. Um, I don't know anything greater than Thanos besides Galactus, and unfortunately, Fox owns the rights to Galactus. Right? No, there's an there's another name. I, I can't get into it now. Offline. All right. <laughs> okay. Well, listen. This is going to segue us into a little bit of of the next step here, and that is that uh, Disney has, uh, because of the Ant Man sequel, it looks like, has announced a, a slew of different movies, and some of them are Marvel related, some of them are Pixar related. Before before they announced the movies, though, they announced Ant Man, and they immediately took off their pants and underpants, and and were forced to wear burlap sacks and walk around with them I, for punishment. I think oh, I think that uh, Disney Shame. is in the same boat as uh, Nintendo that they could just make shit for the next like twenty years and still be filthy fucking. It was rich. two. It was two hundred fifty six years, Brian, that Nintendo could keep pumping out. Yeah. Like two hundred fifty six. Yeah. I think can. just the parks alone with Disney would sustain them for for that long if they need. There's a to. lot of bad stuff going on there, man. Behind the scenes, 
that you don't you're just turned a blind eye to because you're MK Ultra. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, Brian was nice enough to kind of compile a timeline for us. Uh, about these changes to the movie because we talked about, you know, where Star Wars was going to fall in before, but, uh, you know, th- things are changing just a little bit. Uh, so, uh, Brian, I, I give to you, can you kind of present the uh, the timeline to, to the people? Oh, gosh. Okay. So they, they pretty much announced 19 movies that are not Star Wars related. So um, when we start off, when we're looking at Marvel, because of the recent announcement of Ant-Man and Wasp, uh, they have decided that uh, Ant-Man will be in July, which was initially where Black Panther was supposed to be. So they decided to push Black Panther to February of 2018. And then uh, you'll still have Avengers. And that's going to happen in summer of 2018. But because they don't want to have more than three movies per year, we got uh, Captain Marvel got pushed back to March of 2019. And then you'll have Avengers Part 2, in March, uh, in uh, May of 2019, and Infinity then Inhumans. War, Infinity War Part Two, yeah. Plus the uh, Inhumans, and then Inhumans comes July of 2019, and then they went ahead and say, "Hey, we have three other Marvel movies coming out in 2020, in May and July and November, but we haven't. We're not going to tell you who they're going to be about. Shut so up. So we have, yep, we have three unnamed Marvel projects for the year 2020." Uh, speculation is right now that probably one of those will be a Spider-Man sequel, uh, being as we, we have Tom Holland, who's going to be doing his own Spider-Man movie over the next couple of years. I'm sure they'll recast him by 2020 because that's just eh, what they're doing. I, I think Marvel Spider-Man. retains their actors a little bit better. Um, so that's the Marvel lineup. And then now they've got this whole section of live action fairy tales with the success of Alice in Wonderland and Cinderella. You've got Jungle Book coming out this year. You've got Beauty and the Beast, a live-action Beauty and the Beast coming out soon. So they then said, we also have three more live-action fairy tale movies coming out. Who cares uh, about these things? One's in December 2017. One's in November 2018. One's in March of 2019. I'm sorry, four. And then another one in November. And that uh, they are all num- unnamed, but it is possible that one of them will be a tim burton dumbo movie why do a live action dumbo movie that's my question because it stars tim burton as dumbo (laughs) no it would it would totally have to be johnny depp no it stars tim burton as dumbo right but instead of giant ears he's got scissor ears (laughs) and instead of legs he's just a skeleton I would watch this, actually. I'm not kidding you. That, that's interesting. Yeah. And all he eats is Wonka bars all the time. Oh, With the holograms of uh, Josh Walker and Tupac. And there's well. and there's not actually any dialogue. Everybody just walks around saying Beetlejuice. <laughs> <laughs> and Michael Keaton is just popping up all over the place. Dude, if Michael and Johnny Depp is up, like hanging from the rafters. Ecstatic. <laughs> all right. Uh, and We're here they, for your they, daughter, Chuck. And then they... Uh, they set up their Pixar movie lineup. Uh, so we already know that Cars 3, Toy Story 4, and Incredibles were coming out, but they actually gave us dates for them. Uh, Cars 3 will be ma- coming in 2017. Uh, Toy Story 4 will be coming, uh, well, actually got pushed back to June of 2018. Aww. And The Incredibles got pushed back to 2019, which upsets me. And then there's two untitled Pixar movies uh, that are coming out in 2020, one in March and one in June. So they went ahead and said, hey, here's 19 more movies we're going to be doing. We're not going to give you the names of 90% of them, and we're going to rearrange our whole timeline. 
It's one of those. How many? How long can is we? It? Can we? We just can. You just said that they 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 provided dates. Are are we? Are they going to let us know in advance who will be taking to the premieres, or do we just meet them there? <laughs> um, Jesus, that was the best dad joke you've ever made, Josh. <laughs> God, sorry, man, where's the I'm hashtag sorry, was, dad joke for that? It was wide open. I couldn't. I walked right into it. I've been thinking about it. And I just thought if if I'm gonna have a date, I should at least have a say. Very true. Um, so yeah, that that's Disney's big news. But, that so hold on, my thing is this, and you brought this up to Brian. We were talking offline, but like, how far has the fucking Incredibles been pushed back again? Last I heard, like I thought it was supposed to come out like in 2017, and it got pushed back again, which. It kind of upsets me because by the time that movie comes out, I'll be in my 30s. And yeah, still, everyone's going to you know, forget about the incredible the problem is it that it's always scheduled to come back on the date that's set in the DeLorean. And that's the problem. It just keeps changing. Is that not a fixed point in time that can't just stay? So that way I can I can worry about that. Actually, uh, the problem, the problem is every time we approach it, we've forgotten that we approached it because <laughs> the timeline has changed. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Pepsi is actually going to uh, make the uh, what was it called? Pepsi Future? Fu- they Pepsi Perfect? Pepsi? Yes, Pepsi. they did. And and it, Adam Soltis won one. Did he really? He what won the hell one. Is Pepsi Perfect? He's at Comic Con. He's at New York Comic Con right now. He's on posting on Facebook how he won a Pepsi Perfect. Oh my god! I'm not at Comic Con right okay, now. Okay, so Pepsi Perfect is oh, the Pepsi. There's bright. Look, it's lousy with people, and everybody's getting rained on. Stop. I know. That's what's so fun about it. No, that's not, <laughs> that's fun. not fun. You wear glasses. No. It's constantly cleaning. No <laughs> <laughs> where are the windshield wipers, damn it? Uh, where are the auto-drying jackets from Back to the Future to keep me dry when I'm in New York City Comic Con getting Anyways, wet? Anyways, the dude won, and I'm sorry to just blurt out a name. So this guy we used to work with, um, who's you know a, a nerd in his own right, just he won a Pepsi Perfect thing, and it was I saw it on Facebook. And it's the the Pepsi from Back to the Future, hence why I'm making all these Back to the Future references. Oh, okay. Now I know why we're thinking it's, it's funny. product okay. placement coming out on the day that you know we're allegedly already in the time of the Back to the Future, which means where the fuck is my hoverboard? Yeah, right. Well, I mean, they have Lexus like has one, but, the, but like, now. yeah, no, 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 no. I'm talking hoverboard. That's close. Not the stand, up, not the Segway without the stand. That's all that is. It's like they broke so? a Segway. It was like, yeah, that's good. Which is what Marty you're, McFly you're did with the hoverboard. About a hoverboard. You're really, I mean, when clearly the biggest advancement was the rehydrated food. That's very true. Uh, but there's facts. And listen, you've got a family. You can't. Oh, hoverboard. No, hoverboard. What the hell am I going to do? Hoverboard. Are you kidding me? <laughs> you mean I can walk in my house, I can put something in the thing, and five minutes later my kids have I, all, an awesome meal? I'm not, yeah. that, I'm not that impatient. Uh, but I just I want, want everyone to know, it is 2015. I hope you have your fax machines wired throughout your house that are all connected. <laughs> okay? So that when you get fired, you'll get that in the message. <laughs> you can get it everywhere. Yeah, there you go. Uh, which has basically become texting and Twitter. So Pretty right. much. So they were way out of their time. Uh, yeah, just you know, kind of had they had the right idea, they had the wrong execution. <laughs> Hashtag you're fired. <laughs> um, it was worth they it. They just had the wrong terminology, man. Uh, y- yeah, but it actually printed out paper, and it was you know, it was like dot matrix paper. It was yeah, amazing. it was it's pretty bad. <laughs> I want to go back to that. Those are great. Do you really just want to peel off the edges of paper and then the just, green oh, bar? I just, just I used to all do that the green all the bar paper that I have to use to do my cycle counts today. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> <laughs> you guys never experienced the that, new Mac will now come with punch cards. It says hello. 
It's got a handle on it, too, so you can carry it around, even though it weighs 30 pounds and you're not taking it anywhere from terminal to terminal. But it's got a handle, so, you know, let's swivel it around. So I just I, never understood how, how uh, what's Biff, what's the kid, was allowed to wear, like, a spiked helmet. Who? And like It's 2015. Armor. Anything's Re- allowed. Remember, you're supposed <laughs> to be dressing like that right now, actually, Josh. I do dress like that. <laughs> you wear the spiked helmet. I have and, my spiked yeah. helmet in the closet over here. Spiked helmet. And we're supposed to have like I carry a bat. I carry a bat with me for no reason. <laughs> you never know when you're going to need a bat, dude. Just in case a game breaks out. It is postseason. Neither of you know. Uh, it's it's baseball playoffs. Sports joke that went over our heads. Oh, yeah, went over our heads. Sports joke. Anyway, so I want to take a quick moment. Uh, I kind of want to hit a random category. Um, we had a fan by the name of Seth Kennedy. Uh, he sent me a, a, an infographic a while ago, and I do apologize because uh, my spam filter had eaten it at one point, so he did have to resend he, it to me. Did he pay you to do the introduction like that? Uh, yes, as a matter of fact, he did. He, he pay me. you. Did he pay you to say random category the way you said it. A random category. I'm just checking. Uh, yes, I was paid a lovely sum of zero dollars and zero cents. That's not. You know. Not you know the true. fractions of the penny you actually pay on gas. That's that's the royalty I'm getting. Um, so anyway, he nine tenths of a cent. So um, so uh, Seth Kennedy. Uh, I'm I'm sorry, uh, from uh, LegendaryLED.com had sent me this cool thing about basically if you were going to make your vehicle into a Mad Max car, you know, what kind of shit would you need to slap on there? So, like, you need insanely tough tires. Uh, You need a headache rack. You need a supercharger so that way you can get some chaos and shit can get out of hand. You need to have some wicked exhaust pipes. Uh, so, you know, that way your car looks like a fucking badass. Need some LED lights and a bull bar. And it was basically how you can take a, a normal everyday vehicle and turn it into a super fucking awesome Mad Max vehicle. So my question to you guys is, is if you had the ability to turn your everyday ride into something nerdy or something from a comic book or from a movie, what vehicle would you turn your ride into? When I want to Mad Max my car, what I'm going to do is tie a guy to the front who's wearing an IV that's tied into me. <laughs> that's what I'm going to do. Yep. That's about as Mad Max as I get. I would turn it into the car from Knight Rider in a fucking half second. The, the DeLorean. Yep. No, it doesn't get the powers, okay? I mean, you don't get so? to travel through time. Says who? Says who? Says moi. I made the random category. I don't care if the I can DeLorean travel in time. comes with a flux capacitor, though, right? Yeah, as long as I have a flux capacitor and lots of little really cool switches, DeLorean. As soon as he All hits right. 88, but, he's gone. But where he's going, but, he doesn't need right. <laughs> well, then in that case, can we make it the train from Back to the Future? Because it flies, it's on rails, and it has wheels? The DeLorean in Back to the Future 2 did fly. Right, but I have a train to do it now. And it also ran off of garbage instead of plutonium. So I would get the Back to the Future 2 DeLorean. Indignantly, okay. I'm just saying. I mean, Knight Rider, yeah, whatever. I just want George Feeney to talk to me and tell me how to make turns. That's all all I really care about. You can't interact with George Feeney? Yes, he can. You can talk to him. You can pre-program some, like, really, like, obnoxious sayings, and that's about it. No, 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 no. I have all the... If you get a fly, why don't I get to talk to Kit? I'm not flying just yet. You said it doesn't have the powers. But well, you you like obviously could. changed the rules and said that you would run off garbage and all that shit. And I said it couldn't do that. And you decided to just ignore that. I'm just so. prepping for the inevitable fact that time travel is going to happen. I wish. 
It would be fantastic. I'd go back to the time we originally talked about Batman versus Superman and shut up. Yeah, that would probably be a good good moment. Be a good time but to then, do it. But then you'd create a paradox. Because you I went back in time to stop that You went back happening. in time to stop yourself, causing you not to have the reason <sighs> to go back Classic time, time, time travel place. mistake. Yeah, you can't interact with yourself. No. But what you can do... Now, what, a, what you can do... Go ahead. What can I do? Is tell me to tell you to shut up, which I have. Shut up. Fantastic. I appreciate it. You're welcome. Josh, you actually know about cars. So, I mean, if you could change one of your vehicles into a, you know, a, an iconic nerd vehicle, what would you change it into? I have a feeling it's the Mystery Mobile. This is an impossible question. It's most definitely not the Mystery Mobile. But you're, uh, you're asking me to condense all of my car stuff. What about the Ecto-1? So, okay, the, the, here's the problem is that I have, I can't, I can't give you one. I'll give you three. <laughs> okay. Um, and Ecto-1 is absolutely in that list, right? Um, but so is the Lexus concept from Minority Report. Ah. Uh, and ooh. the uh, 76 Camaro that was Bumblebee. Yes. So I can't really. Does it turn into Bumblebee? Yes, it fucking turns into Bumblebee. What? I'm just yes. saying. I, I just know if you just wanted to buy a Camaro. I just the I thing felt about, sad for you. It's, it'd be cool to have Ecto One because the you know the sirens and they they have to they, they have to play it's like a theme a song car. when you roll in, and then um, obviously the Lexus concept for Minority Report is like the hottest thing to hit the road in a future sense in in a movie that I can think of. Well, there was a, wasn't, wasn't there one in iRobot that was pretty cool too? I forget what car company that was, but it had like that they really cool Yeah, but they wheels. didn't do like they didn't do any cool chase scenes in iRobot. Yeah, they did. They had the chase the big it, thing carrying a bunch not, of robots. Not like not like that Lexus. Not like no, not Minority like in Minority Report. Report. No, right. Like, yeah, no, That's no, absolutely. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was it was uh, an amazing chase scene with this Lexus concept that's just sleek as shit. Um, you know what's funny? The other thing that comes to mind is uh, the movie Free Jack. There were some badass cars in the movie Free. I know oh, what I'm you're sorry. talking about, Josh. I'm sorry, MK Ultra. Are you not aware of Free Jack starring aware. Emilio Estevez? I'm not aware uh, of Sir that. Anthony Hopkins, Rene Russo, Mick Jagger. Nope. What's your problem, dude? Uh, I thought that act picture. Like, you know, act like you act like you like movies and or worked at a blockbuster for a while. <laughs> I did that. That's that's eight years. That would be the Bryants. No, I'm, I'm, I'm a Josh, and I know what I'm talking about. Uh, you know that, what wait, else? hold on. Can the, I put that on a T-shirt? I'm a Josh, and I know what I'm talking about. I'm the Josh, so I guess you can. Uh, 66 Batmobile. I'd be completely okay oh, with it. Oh, well. that would be pretty awesome. You know what? You know what? I, I, the, only, the only good thing about Tim Burton was that Batmobile. So I, I would say that one's pretty badass as that well. One too. I also have pictures of it on our uh, Instagram in case anyone's if, willing. If but I'm you realize forced, I'm talking about Adam West Batmobile, I right? Know. Right. Yes. Yeah. No, okay. and that thing was cool. But like, if I'm forced to pick a vehicle, it probably is. I, honestly, it's all about the Batmobile. It might be that 1976 Ford Interceptor that Mad Max used. So that I mean, that car was badass. It was badass back then. Or there's what was the the vehicle driven by the Wraith by Charlie Sheen in the movie The Wraith? That. I don't know, man. That how can you ask a car guy that question? That's why I'm asking you that question. No, I hate you. I love you too. <laughs> not fair. It's just not fair. <laughs> All right. So it's a Dodge M4S, by the way. Thanks, Wikipedia. Yeah. 
That's exactly where I got it from. You're welcome. I knew you didn't have a working knowledge. The of original cars. Batmobile? No, the the movie the the car in the movie Wraith. The original That's a Batmobile. Dodge. That's right. what it says. Dodge the- M4S. So I know it was a concept vehicle, but and CJ's never seen the Wraith. But CJ hasn't seen anything that's good. Like imagine, imagine a car that looked like a cross between a 1990 Acura NSX and a Lamborghini, and that's what you got in the Wraith in the car. So it's an M4S Turbo Interceptor. Um, I'm just gonna go with that. This is the fastest car I've ever seen. I'm going with that. Final answer. Until, it has to be until you listen to this episode. You're like, damn, when I my, forgot about this car, my head's gonna explode. Yeah, and you should watch the Wraith. Uh, you should just make a list after of- after he watches Point Break. After Point Break and Minute Minute Work. And what was yeah. the other movie we just said that he didn't see? Uh, Free Jack. Yeah, Free Jack. You got to watch Free Jack too. I, I, You're a mess. I can't wait. How just did I make it? Mess. How did I make it through life? I didn't see Jurassic Park in a raining drive-through. I listen, haven't seen listen, all these. Listen, other you're blowing, you're blowing your cover, MK Ultra. <laughs> Don't alert the Americans about what you really are. Just play like you watched it all. <laughs> That's what I've been doing for years. It's worked out pretty well for me. Well, we've we've blown your cover. Was now was you was the picture of Saddam and Putin and all that? That was way too much on the back wall. You can't see them right now, no, right? Notice, no. Look, you've got that right, and and I just sent CJ and Brian. Like a screenshot of what I'm looking at during this podcast, and it's half them and our <laughs> chat, and half Paul Walker because my my Mac changes the the wallpaper every five minutes. That's how American I am, Paul Walker. <laughs> can't, can't why is he, hey, oh, why is he why is he naked? Why do you have a nude picture of Paul Walker? Oh yeah, that's, that's, look, that's, that's my business and not your business. <laughs> I'm just saying, good for him, good for him. Indeed. So let's talk a little bit about some stuff that we I, I'm sure you're tired of hearing about it. But by now, if you're not watching these shows, what the fuck is the matter with you? Will you please goddamn watch Flash and Arrow? They're phenomenal. So let's Ryan just oh, permission good. to squee. That's what he just did. <laughs> so good. Permission can, to squee. Can I please vaporize him now? Uh, so let's let's talk a little bit. We're not going to spend a ton of time, but let's talk about these two shows because they're Are we not. They're the glimmering hope of DC on TV. Oh, we got time. <laughs> oh, okay. We time. Oh, we gonna make time. We, we, we gonna make, make time. time. Everybody's got time for this. All right. So let's uh, let's kick it off in the order in which they premiered, and that is let's start with Flash. Yes. I will let you two talk about it first before I weigh in. Uh, really? All right. So I, mean, I have a lot to say about I'm it. Very. I watched now. it. I watched it the day after. I thought that the. Um, I thought that the the role that he's playing is as uh, you know, sp- sort of flawed, vulnerable, responsible. Uh, it's sort of everything you want to see from the Flash, right? I mean, honest, hardworking. Uh, you know, the dude is just—he's exactly what you'd want. Um, and I can't, I can't get over how well they cast that show. Jesse L. Martin is on point. Um. Obviously, Grant Gustin is is so good, um, and the dude—I don't know the dude's name—and plays Cisco, but uh, you know he's amazing. When when he looked like you know a clown early in the series, he's really coming into his own. 
Um, all, just it was an awesome. It's premiere. it's a very great progression of these characters that you know everything can't be going great for too long before some shit goes down. And once it goes down, and once a, you know a tragedy kind of occurs, it's you know what do you do? How do you cope? And how do you move forward by still keeping kind of the the truth of why you are doing what you're doing? I'm here to protect people. I'm here to make sure that you know others don't get hurt. And here I am, you know, in the center of it all, being worshipped and thanked for my work when I've caused other people very close to me who you do not see pain. And and it's another way too where he's trying to get his city back up and and, and running. He's rebuilding cities in, in in the nighttime when people aren't looking. And um, you know, it's it was a great place to to go, and I was really happy to see the way that they're progressing. I'm trying to stay spoiler free as much as I can, uh, but I'm very very happy to see this this show grow the way that it's growing. I think it's a, a great progression. I, I'm absolutely excited. Okay, Brian, well, mark the ticker now because I don't know if I might accidentally spoil anything. <laughs> Spoiler um, alert. But yeah, I so I mean, to be honest with you, I know we talk about Batman a lot and I have like a Batman cape and everything, but Flash has got to be my favorite DC character. I'm sorry. Wait, you have yeah. a Batman cape? Have I not heard about this? Did I what, did I say it? No, I don't have a Batman cape. Yes. You just, anyway, um, Flash has. <laughs> no, 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 you, no. We yeah, need to, yeah, we need yeah, to rewind a shit. bit. Every now and then tell you about Absolutely. you having a Batman cape. I'm behind you 100%. <laughs> Yes. Uh, about what? Owning a bat. Wear it the, to the next Sunday night football. <laughs> you need to be wearing at, at that the bar? at all times. Don't, yep. don't tempt me. You know I'll do it. Bring it. I, you I don't remember? There, I will sit there proudly with you wearing a Batman cape. I walked into work one day wearing it. What? Where so the hell was awesome. I? I made a deal with my crew that uh, if they, they hit a certain goal, I would wear my Batman cape and work, and I did. It's pretty awesome. Okay, I'm sorry. So awesome. Batman cape. Anyway. Fun anyway. Fact. Uh, Flash is definitely one, but probably my favorite character in the DC universe. And I agree with both of you when you say the casting is just on point and the, the way they're, they're portraying Barry just so humble thinking he doesn't deserve this. Yep. Um, especially after what happened and how he's, you know, hurt people who are close to him and how he deals with that. Um, rebuilding, you know, all the shops that got destroyed in the middle of the night because he feels this huge sense of responsibility to fix what he broke. Um, it, it's so good. It, it's just, it's everything that you think of when you think of Barry Allen, when you think of the flash. Um, so I was extremely happy with that and, and extremely happy with, uh, just two scenes, the two best scenes in the, in the premiere had nothing to do with the flash that that scene where he's cleaning up the coffee shop, yeah. uh, was, was such a great scene between him and Iris. And then the other scene where the flashback between him and, uh, what's his name? John Wesley. What's his name? Wells. Harrison Wells. No, no, no. Who plays uh, Detective West? Why am I blanking on his Jesse name? Martin. You, Jesse Martin. Jesse Martin. That flashback between him and Je- young Barry oh, Allen, Jesse yeah. Martin, that was young awesome. kid, oh. where they're where where they're at, like he's the kid. But and, then he and, said the same thing though, like yeah, right, right in the flashback, and, and he comes in, he's I got. He's pretty you much and, telling him it's okay yep. for you to cry. It's yep. okay. Yep. You don't have to be strong. You don't have to push us away. Mm-hmm. And, and it's just such a great moment and a great scene. And you're just like, you feel for the characters. And, and at that point, I was just like, I don't really need to see him beat up a supervillain. I'm good with what I've got. Right. Um. It's a great, a great uh, season opener. And then to end it the way they did uh, with, well, hey, all this other character development stuff happened, but this is what's coming. And they made the reference to the big bad that's going to be in this season. They made a reference to who is kind of been lurking in the shadows. And I'm trying not to spoil it. No, I, I, I'm i sorry. We're just going to have to. This is we're just going to have to. 
So they, they said spoilers. Zoom. Okay, great. Let's do this. They said Zoom. Right. They said Zoom. Yep. Right. And then at the end, you see Jay Garrick. So yes. Can you can you add some context for me? Okay. So Jay Garrick is the Flash on another world. Uh, they dub it in the comic book uh, Earth Two. And he is slightly older. He's been the Flash for a while. And he is um, just pretty much in, he, in the golden age of comic books in the 50s. He's that World War II era Flash. So the giant dude that was coming after Barry was because of Jake. from another world. Mm-hmm. Right. So the idea from what I can get is that when that singularity opened, a portal to another Earth got opened. And... Adam Smasher, who was in, uh, who was the villain in this first episode, right? That, and correct. Jay Garrick, and probably a couple other things got through. Um, and they're they're on their Earth. Barry is well known, and Barry is a hero, and they're probably going to try and just make his life a living hell. I don't know if they're going to make Zoom from this Earth or not. In the comic book, Zoom is uh, almost uh, kind of the reverse Flash in the way that he. It's another speedster. His speed works a little bit differently. He time hops he, instead of just runs. And he uh, he's trying to make the Flash a better hero. But I don't know if that's what they're, the route they're going in the show. I'm really interested to see how, how they're going to do it. Well, uh, it's, so I'm excited. When you lost Wells, Wells' main objective was to get very fast enough so you know the speed force would be created and he could get home. But he was about making him a better superhero but it was in a, a selfish way. It was way. in a selfish way. Right, in yeah. a selfish way and I think we we may get something different on this aspect. But well I was thrilled with how that wrapped up. Like that that was great. The 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 Harrison Wells video, the whole that was Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that was good too. That was another great scene where he plays that USB drive and Harrison Wells is just realized, you know, hey, I, I realized that we're never really been complete enemies so here i'm going to give you something and then he starts confessing to this entire murder of his mom is so good so i have to i have to transition a bit because having obviously having uh watched both the flash and arrow you have this really stark contrast mm. between barry allen um being humble feeling all of the loss and running toward the problem alone versus the arrow uh, and Oliver Queen sort of running away saying, you know what? I've been absolved of this responsibility and I'm, I'm getting away and where every, all the other characters are still trying to rally him to the cause. Um, and, you know, back to the flash, the other characters are trying to break back in and trying to, be a part of it. It's I, I it's a very it's a very weird sort of light and dark contrast that I, I think is very cool. But the, the thing is and and I agree the only thing I would say though is that you can't you can't compare them directly right away because Oliver Queen is at a far different stage in his his journey of his responsibility than Barry I, is cuz he's done I'm this not, dance I'm before. Not, I'm not comparing them as heroes. Right. I'm saying what what DC is doing? It, You're talking season to season, right next to each other. I think I think that the Flash is going to eventually have to help the Arrow through more stuff, and I think that it's cool the way they're tied together. I think that you know the end of the episode when you see a grave and you don't know who's in it, but there's Barry Allen. Barry Allen. Barry's right there, trying to comfort Arrow, right? Trying to comfort Oliver Queen, and it could be could be anybody. You know, it could be could be Thea. 
Diggle, I'm, Felicity. I'm I mean, it's, it's, it's anybody. I think it's anybody Diggle. but Oliver Queen is in that grave. I I think it's. I know you said it's Diggle. I think, I it's, think it's Diggle it's too. The, uh, nah, I think it's Diggle. Think it's, you already killed. I, I, I so let's killed, talk about Arrow. Already killed. Let's yeah. talk about Arrow, and then we'll yell at right, each yeah. other about this in a minute. So the the premiere of Arrow, I have very mixed emotions, and I'm going to start off with the one thing that I'm going to shut up for a little bit is I'm so goddamn tired of seeing Oliver Queen in this shitty wig going back and forth between different places that I don't feel are connected. And spoiler alert again, oh no, we're going back to the we're going back 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 to the island. Third time we're going back in this flashback shit. I don't care. I well, know this character. Can we please go? I don't. I, but yeah, just, just, just go forward. I don't, I don't care. I don't mind I don't the flashbacks. Mind I don't. I don't mind the stories. I don't mind the tie-in with Argus or Hive or, you know, I don't. I don't mind any of that. I, I, my problem with the premiere was that he he just he just completely changed. Like he became. Nah. A completely different person. He wanted to be a different person. He never gave you know, it up. I, what? Look, you don't change like that. You can't. Right. You just don't. He's trying to force it. It, it doesn't work. No, he's That's not why, forcing it. Yeah, though. he is. He's trying to he's, force it because when Felicity even dropped the the big bottle of champagne, his it's super awesome reflexes kicked well, the in. The reflex is fine. He's running. He's taking a run through the neighborhood, and he's instantly thinking about the island. He's just trying to you know just shove down deep the fact that he belongs being a, a, a vigilante, belongs being a superhero. Yeah, I don't think I, he's I actually wasn't changing. Thrilled. I wasn't thrilled with the first half of the episode, as as you know, Brian. The mm-hmm. the, the back half, I was I thought it was great. See, yeah, I mean, I I don't think I, I'm with CJ. I don't, I don't think he never truly got out of it. I just think he's again trying to fool himself. Um, I I think maybe you know, and, and you same see thing it, with like, like getting the tattoo removed. I'm sorry, I know I said I was going to shut up, but it's the same thing with getting the tattoo removed. And she was like, "Well, why did you get this tattoo removed? I don't need it anymore." I, I well, mean, the tattoo was for smoke. Shadow. Yeah, uh, Shadow. Yeah, I'm sorry. I, I get that. He doesn't need that anymore because he's found Felicity. Right, that, but it's just. Uh, but it's another spot of him just trying to erase the past, and it's it's still not working. It, it he still is obviously still rooted within that. All that stuff still makes up who he is and where he's where he's going. So I mean, I I disagree, Josh. I I liked the front half, hated the back half. I'm sorry, Brian. I, mean, I will shut up now, and you can go. When he when he announces himself as the Green Arrow and, that was great. and attacking the situation, attacking villainy from a, a an angle of hope, that's what you hated. No, the the speech was great. It was a great speech. That is one. I part understand of the that when they raised you, the communists told you that all <laughs> things hopeful and American are bad. That's not. It's <laughs> not true. That's you true. can't but, like apple pie. You can't like anything. But look, man, even though you've been activated, I'm still telling no, you. Yo, who always told you you had to be right? What? You, people can't have just a different opinion? No. Anyway. You, you No, have a different opinion. Just please make it the correct one. <laughs> All right. Go ahead, Brian. Honestly, I'm fine with the flashbacks. My only problem with the flashback in season three is that it didn't seem to connect at all until the last three episodes. And it had it was right, a but story. But then it did. But then it did. Yeah, but then it did. My my main problem with that is that it had it was a story that could have been told in in forty minutes. It didn't have to be told over right. twenty four episodes. But I mean, but the first two seasons of flashbacks were great, and I think they're going back to hey, every episode that we have flashback will pertain to something that's happening. 
He's obviously encountered this this kind of thing before, and they're going to probably reference that. Just give me an so you episode trust, of flashbacks. Trust the flashbacks. I no, no dude. trash flashbacks. A whole episode. A whole episode of flashbacks won't play because you have to let the story progress. This is good. No, we and keep this, doing this stop and here's start the crazy bullshit. Thing. It's good, and they tie together well, the two stories. I cite all of what Brian just said. All of last season did not do that. Why am I supposed to expect that this season they figured it out? Because it did in the last few episodes. That doesn't matter. Just like literally just what Brian said. Just You could have just done the last three episodes with those flashbacks and none of the other shit and you still would have gotten it. It still would have made its point. By the way, I'm going to nerd out for two minutes. Uh, the other reason I like the flashbacks is that in the first, no, I'm sorry, like one of the first flashbacks where Amanda Waller and Ollie are at the bar, they close in on a scene. Before you see them at the bar, there's a jacket, a, an airman jacket that says Jordan. And I freaked out. So because they're I in saw that City, too, and, and like, that's he, where Hal Jordan. Hal Jordan, you're look, CJ. As much of a theater guy as you are, I'm going to go ahead because your your argument is flawed, and I know that with your opinions, and they can't be swayed, and ooh, or this big guy who won't be pushed around. Not true. Listen, <laughs> I'm going to say a word to you. I'm going to say a fucking word to you. Denouement. Right. Sounds French. It is French. It is French. Good job. (laughs) Definition. The final part of a play, movie, or narrative in which the strands of the plot Mm -hmm. are drawn together and matters are explained or resolved. This is exactly what a good story arc does. What happens right before the denouement? Right before. What happens right before the denouement? I take your mother out for the, the climax, <laughs> which is very close to what you just said. Ah, see, but I, I said it without <laughs> so, saying it. So the climax. The problem is this. The denouement from last season, right? The TV doesn't work. No, that no, way. no. Hold on. TV, Wait, no, you can't TV throw can't. the denouement at me and then not expect me to say this. The climax I, I happened I in the denouement. Of that last that's season. That's how TV works. That's not how, that's but how that's not how a, storytelling works. That's how a works. season. Eh, storytelling is different now. That's how a when you tell a story works. at a bar, do you hit the big punchline and then like while you're while you're wrapping it up? So anyway, we left and that's when I found a thousand dollars. No, because you say, listen, we found a thousand dollars and then we went to the bar and we got really drunk. <laughs> right. You say this. If you have an awesome story, you say, dude, we found a thousand dollars climax. And then we went to the bar and we got really drunk. Brian, and that's the end of your yeah, story. Quote, to What's quote that? Marissa Tomei at Joe Pesci. I'm sorry. To quote Joe Pesci at Marissa Tomei, does the defendant statement hold water? <laughs> You've seen that movie, right? Yes, Utes. I've seen it. Now, will you will okay. the Ute answer the question? I don't remember the next line. <laughs> it's okay. No, the defense is wrong. <laughs> and she won an Oscar for that performance. God but in it. this case, I'm right. No, yeah, Brian, you let, tell him. Let's let let's let the listeners decide. If you've li- if you've watched. Uh, Arrow last season and and this season and you have hope in the flashbacks, just tell me I'm wrong. That's not a problem. You know what? Don't, and then don't, we'll just, don't just tell I'm him he's wrong. wrong. Don't just tell him he's wrong. When you do, hashtag MKUltra. <laughs> <laughs> and when you do, CJ will read it and say, I'm not wrong and we'll all move on. No, listen, listen. If flashbacks can win this season and they can get it right, great. I'm just so mad about last season's stupid flashbacks that I didn't give a shit. So I feel you like get burned here we are by like back on the, the fucking, smallest thing. Because the smallest things matter. The smallest things matter in a no, no, story. Hang on, hang on. 
Because here, here's where the punchline comes in. You get burned by the smallest thing and you let it ruin an entire season or entire movie or an entire sequel. But you got burned by the Star Wars prequels and you're still okay with Star Wars 7. That's all I'm saying. See right there, Josh? Climax Deumont. Climax Deumont. Joke worked because he did a climax and then a Deumont. The, all I'm saying is the flashbacks get tied together. They get tied up in a neat little package with a bow, and That's, everything's okay. Now, hold on. You just you can't say because the last three episodes tied it together, the rest of the flashbacks are good, that they meant okay, something, that okay. you can tell the story. You can tell the story without them. You don't hate, hate to, to do it. it. Go I ahead, do it. it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do it. I'm going to do it. Um, in The Doctor, does the climax happen separate from the denouement or at the same time? Uh, depends. The Doctor doesn't really go on the same story arc that we're comparing Let's, to Flash. The season finales for every season that you've watched, does the climax happen at the end or just before the denouement? It's, it's, it's a cliffhanger. That's it, it happens right at the end. But we're also talking about a progressive story instead of all these crazy flashbacks, right? Or just wait, you don't you don't episodes. think that Arrow's a progressive story? No, That's because all, we keep stopping down and go, one stop road. and go, stop and go, stop and go. We have to stop you're not stopping and, do the and going back. I mean, but you're not going. The difference, CJ, is that the flashbacks for the Doctor aren't flashbacks; they're just different points in the timeline. It's the same thing. See, it's just no, told differently. We're, we're, we're comparing two shows that don't use the same mechanisms. Oh, you you're do, making an argument that doesn't that doesn't fit my point. No, no. <laughs> if you're going to compare apples to apples, compare it apples to apples. You're literally comparing two different shows with two different what? storytelling mechanisms. What other apple? can i compare right what other show uses flashbacks not a whole lot i got Why? a number because they never how do you work. like those apples because they never work hang on lost lost to the That's, same thing and it worked and that worked out it really did. well for everybody because i listen watched that, that, that show was one of the highest rated shows of all time and what happened Just with the finale like everybody it. hated the finale like, the series finale That's yes different. the finale that matters is how you close the and story and you can't say everybody hated it that's not true okay it's not true at all a majority of americans hated again. the the finale of lost which is the end of the story and if you I, fuck up the end of the story I what does the story matter for you I would love for you to pull up that graph again and tell me how well the Lost Season fina- series finale did. Oh, that one that we had from Reddit? I'll have to look it yeah. up. Hold on. Yeah. Let's, let's do this. Lost was rated worse as a finale on the scale uh, than its premiere. All right. I see it. It oh, scored okay. a so it's it slightly scored a- worse. Whoa, whoa, whoa. It's slightly worse. It is like a from an 8.7 to an 8.4. As lit- literally nothing. No, so the the it, literally nothing. It went from almost what eight and a half to almost eight. I don't know if you know how to read literally point four. Nothing. No, it went from an eight and a half to an eight. It lost half a point. Okay, half a point. As opposed to how many shows we've lost so much more. Well, that's I'm, actually pretty successful. Well, obviously, is, so, I mean, put it next to, but let's put it to the show that's right above it. Uh, the Wire had a better progression for it. The X-Files had a better progression for it. MASH, Band of Brothers, The Pacific, Deadwood, and Star Trek Next Generation all had better finales than, I mean, like, put it on the scale of that. Look how low on the list it goes. They are not, you're not measuring the the worth of the finale. You are measuring the popular opinion of it right that's what i said the popular opinion most people did not appreciate the ending the world the in the world of popular opinion 
when you have one of the biggest shows on TV in years that started so many things for everything, lose half a point, that's not terrible. As opposed to, I don't know, How I Met Your Mother, True Blood, Dexter, Enterprise, all this other garbage that's below it. There are, see, there's only 15 shows below it and more shows above it. So, I mean. My point is that you wanted to compare apples to apples and flashbacks to flashbacks. That's a show that did it pretty successfully. The the finale was not a failure in the sense of the word failure. Period. Was it a success? I, I was it a success? I, did, did people watch it? Not by viewership. Was it a success? Would you say the ending of Lost was a success? You need to find how you're measuring success. Are you measuring it by ratings or popular opinion? Well, we'll have to find a, a good metric and, and come back to that. My thing is this. No, you're wrong. The, Just say you're wrong. Fine. Just okay. say you're wrong. Sure. Lost was the, Lost was, Lost was the wrong example. You're absolutely right. It was wrong you when I compared it to Lost. Flashback for flashback. Okay. The only show when I compare, when you compare it to Lost, you're absolutely right. And I'm wrong. When you compare it to Lost, it's, it's, it's not the same. Okay, sure. Hashtag CJ's wrong. Right. There you go. I said yes. Hashtag MK what do you want? Hashtag MK Ultra. What do you want? I said yes. I'm wrong. When, okay. you, when you put a nice to loss, it's not there. I don't. Can you say it one more time? So yep, I, can I was wrong. I was wrong. So you never say I'm right when you know we're, we're doing stuff. Anywho, you were wrong. I found his son. I found That's me. <laughs> Damn it, Murray. <laughs> anyway, listen. I I seriously hope they get the this their shit together with flashbacks. My wife and I are tired of watching flashbacks. It's the reason why we don't watch Arrow on premiere days and we watch Flash on premiere days. I I think. I think you have to I think you have to look at the fact that I mean even in this argument lost the finale which got not great ratings was still better rated it was still an 8 out of 10 yeah which thank you beat, which beats the average ratings of almost every show above it on the list right it, it the score is high you you you're right well I know I'm oh, right there you I'm go just, you know wrapping it up for it okay uh anywho i just hope they get the flashbacks right so we'll hope i hope i give them a shot do you think the flashbacks were right in season two yes okay good so they'll go back to that and they were right in season one so they they were wrong in season three they made made a mistake they made one mistake four seasons we don't have an average yet small sample like it's right that's what i'm saying and i got news for you so all right so here's all right here's here's my here's my issue and then I, I thought we wrapped this up, and I guess we're back to it. Because get used to this, because you're going to have this season and one whole other season of flashbacks. Because every flashback is a year of his life that he was gone. He was gone for five <laughs> Brian, years. Brian's going, get used to me and Josh being in your ass about this shit <laughs> get every used to Friday. The, hey, you know that thing that you don't like a whole lot? Yeah. Well, it's going to happen. It's not going away anyway. So just fucking deal with it. That's why I have DVR. Lube, I'll flash through lube it. up. I'll, lube I'll just, up, friend. I'll just, fa- I'll just fast forward through all the flashbacks to this episode, except for the last three episodes, and then I'll be fine. Because apparently that's all you need. My thing is this, is that the writers had a great premise for season one and two, and the flashback mechanism really worked, and it did a great job. And then we didn't have as many complex characters in there. We didn't have Roy. We didn't have Thea in in, in everything that she's doing. We didn't have all these other storylines going, and then you're introducing all these other characters, and now you're asking us to go back to flashbacks back and forth. You're divvying up the show's attention way too much to keep taking me back to the past. I don't care what happened on the island. I don't care how he got discovered anymore. I know who Oliver Queen is. We know what kind of hero he's going to be. He just made his bold fucking mission statement. Why do I need to see why it happened? I think I get it. 
Stop flashing back. Mm. Go on with the story. I don't think. I don't think I don't, you get it. I don't think you get it. No, I'm not so sure. What What is going to happen? All right. I'm so not, I'm not what convinced. Is, what is going to happen? I'm not convinced that you get it. What is going to happen on the island that is going to shape Oliver Queen that isn't hasn't I already happened? That think hasn't you're looking at that the hasn't line. already happened. We don't know. We don't know what might happen. That's what I'm asking. What do you think is going to happen on this island that's going to make me just go, oh shit, man? Flashbacks were the fucking best. I think. The flashbacks are no longer about developing Ollie. They are more so about developing the villain. And I think you're going to see a lot of development around some of the supernatural stuff he encountered on the island and, and where Damien Dark gets his whole spiel from. Brian, you're looking is at that's great. That's right there. That puts faith in a flashback. That I can cool. get down with. All right, get down on it. We'll start that from the beginning so we don't have to yell at each other for 20 minutes. But I love yelling at Jesus you so much. Jesus Christ, yeah, how fun. easy was that? <laughs> It's funny. It's so much fun yelling at you. And there's the real CJ. All right, comrades, fine. I will end with real CJ for you. There is hell. Josh Burr sees me anyway. Why the hell not? Thank you for uh, being a drive around uh, neighborhood or walk. Yes, is that what you say or does it other other way? Okay. Thank you for make walk around neighborhood, drive to work. <laughs> yes? Okay. Uh, thank you, comrades, for listening to the day kind of nerd podcast. I'm turning into Dracula now, and now it looks like your blood. I don't know. In Soviet Russia, road forks you. In Soviet Russia, podcast listen to you. Uh, <laughs> and and you know what? We do listen to you, listeners. Uh, we want to hear your thoughts, and we want to hear your theories, and we want to hear how awful that accent was. I really do get it. It was pretty bad. Uh, we want to know about what do you feel about the Scorsese film, the Marvel sitcom. Hey, do you uh, disagree with Brian that at HBO is the only place that Watchmen should be having a damn TV show developed out of? Uh, what do you think about Flash and Arrow? I know we've been telling you guys to watch it. Have you started watching these shows? They're amazing. Please let us know what you think. It's very simple. You have us on Twitter at that kind of nerd. On Facebook, if you want to, you can go ahead and make sure that you can just follow us and like us on Facebook. Uh, you can also get to our website. But more importantly, guys, we want to hear from you, literally hear from you. Uh, make sure to, to call our podcast hotline. It's 484 373 4119. And for those of you who don't remember, that is also how you contact Bill Murray. So you get a 50 50 <laughs> shot. Do you get Bill Murray yes. or do you get Josh Burns? Who knows? Either way, you win. Uh, so, again, thanks for taking the the time to, to let us um, be part of your day. I, you know, we greatly appreciate it. Thank you so much for listening to the Dak and Nerd Podcast. Well, I don't like you or the peasants on the internet either. Is this 2001? Do we all have, do we have matching civics that we need to put lights under and then go heist a truck? Or is that what we're doing? Yeah, that's what we're doing. Oh my God, that would be the best. Can we do that? You were wrong. I found his son. I found his son. That's me.